0: Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show. Down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Okay. Hi, welcome. I'm Ivory, and this is Roz. And our topic today is spiritual telepathy. It's the one kind of telepathy we did not cover last time we talked about telepathy. Before we start that, hello to our listeners in Charlotte, North Carolina. We love having you here. Thank you for supporting our show week after week. Uh, Spiritual telepathy, it's considered soul-to-soul telepathy. So it's the last type of specific type of telepathy and it's considered the highest type of telepathy. And it utilizes the higher levels of the mental plane. So it's said spiritual telepathy only is possible when you create a link between the brain, mind, and soul of a person. So I think that there's telepathy that just happens naturally. And then there's a special kind of telepathy that happens with certain people. I definitely have this with some people. Do you, Raz? Yes. Most assuredly. How does it come up for you? Like, how do you know you have that? Well,
1: I have some clients that I've had 20, 30, 40 years. So I always know before I'm going to hear from them, before if they need me, sometimes I feel that call. I feel them connecting, reaching out spiritually, needing help. That's definitely an intense, it's almost like a telepathic hit. <laughs> it's like, boom, I'm rocked by that. Um, all of my children, I'm intensely in tune with and was from the moment they were born. Um, Ed and I, we are intensely telepathically connected and It's definitely a very specific frequency that you receive.
0: Absolutely. So. I have that too with clients, uh, the ones who call me the most often, long-term clients, I will just start thinking of them and they'll just start coming into my mind more and more and more. And I know something's going on with them. And then boom, I'll see them come up on my schedule. But I know what you mean about children, because the first person that comes to mind for me is my daughter. And always like, um, and especially now as adults, she has it on her end too, that we will just know if the other one's going through something rough, if something's not right, they're upset, they're they're in distress, they're in danger, we know, and we'll just reach out and call and it's like, okay, what's going on? And sure enough, there's something happening. So, you know, I think those you love the most and the ones that you you just sort of naturally in our business build that spiritual telepathy bond with people you talk to frequently and especially when you like them, you know? If, if you're not only just a client, but a client you really like, then you're going to really have that that telepathy bond with them. What's it's, weird is when it happens with somebody you don't know well, but that's probably a person you're going to know well.
1: <laughs> it's very interesting, I think. I've had a lot of, um, I you know, we get a lot of referrals, you and I, and I've had a lot of people who send me an email or text or whatever. And they say, I was referred to you by, but I already know that because the minute I start reading their text or their email, a lot of times I know who referred them. So it's not just a one-on-one thing. There's a wide doorway to the soul connection. So it's pretty powerful when you really think about it.
0: I used to assume that every parent had that bond with their children. They don't. So uh, if you have that, if you know, uh, for instance, too, like, I'll know, oh, my daughter's going to call. And then within five minutes, the phone rings. Same thing for her. She'll be like, oh, I was expecting your call. So it's just like uh that little conversation going on that you never have out loud. You're not even intentionally having it in your mind. And yet there it is. That connection is just there. And I love it. Your soul family.
1: You know, it's it's an yeah. extension of our intense one-on-one frequency connectivity. And it
0: it's so powerful. Just amazing. I know husbands and wives who have that kind of connection. And you know, I've had it with a husband and I can remember it was to the point where we would just in a social situation, we could just look at each other. We never say a word. We would just connect eyes and all kinds of things were being exchanged mentally telepathically, and we would both just say, well, we really got to go now, you know, we both have just like had it, something happened, something was weird. And we would just have it and be like, you're done. Yeah, I'm done. You're ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go without saying one word, or know that you've crossed the line with that person without a word being said, you know, you, you could just tell that they're ticked off with you, even if they're trying to hide it. So Uh, you're not imagining these conversations, these telepathic conversations with people you have intense relationships with. And there's something about spending a ton of time around a person too, that you really love, that's going to lend itself to building this spiritual telepathy. Uh, It's just considered like the highest of the high, like of the forms of telepathy to aim for. But I don't know if you can really aim for it, or it just happens. What do you think about that? I think it's a little of each,
1: really. I think after it just happens, you start to kind of process how to make it happen and to create that incredible um, connection that you have. But the one thing I would say to people if you're feeling um, like you're missing out on, something because you're not having this it really is about how your heart your mind and your spirit feel about the other person cuz i think you you hit that right on the head it's so powerful and what, one of my friends i mean obviously she started out kind of as a client but became a friend i've known her for 50 years And there's just an amazing connection. We both feel it. So I think you have to kind of nurture that, I guess is the right word.
0: Interestingly, that same kind of connection can happen on a grander scale with being given inspiration, um, particularly for, uh, let's say, like artistic endeavors. Um, There's a really interesting study that was talking about the flood of intuition books that came out in the 1990s. It was just like, all of a sudden, you know, they're everywhere. And that was like a current interest in the higher functions of the mind. And it was like, so many writers got the impulse to write about intuition at the same time. And I've noticed this again and again. And I remember in studying psychology, they were saying that There are studies that seem to show that when someone gets an idea, multiple other people are given the same idea around the same time, hoping somebody will actually act on it. So, you know, I think that that's like a divine inspiration. That's a spiritual telepathy with a divine connection with the celestial realm, with your higher power, with some force bigger than we are when they want something to get out there they're going to put it out to a bunch of people. And that's why we see it's not just that something is in fashion. It's that lots of people were given the same idea. I feel like that's true for my angels talking to me about my angel book. It wasn't very long after that, that quite a lot of other people wrote angel books on varying subjects. It just kind of was like a flood of them. And I think it was one of those situations where uh, you have that spiritual telepathy ability then you can tap into kind of that um mm, sort of a divine experience that spiritual telepathy from a on a from a higher source talking to you inspiring you
1: i think that's absolutely true and i think we have to sort of acknowledge and and kind of calmly recognize That we all have the potential to do this kind of internal and mind, body, spirit, communicating and being open and being receptive.
0: And then acting on it. Acting on it's the big part. I mean, I think that's why they put it in so many people's heads, because they don't know who's going to listen to them, who's going to pay attention, who's going to take the time and energy to do whatever it is. And I even know people who received that kind of spiritual telepathy message about becoming a doctor or becoming a nurse, becoming a therapist. Like it's not about just creative things, but the reason I brought that up is there's so many examples of all these famous creative people who seem to be tapping into this. And one of them was this in the late 1800s, his name was Arthur, 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 Arthur Abel Abel. He was an American violinist living in Europe. He interviewed many famous composers about the source of their creative genius. And so their experiences were remarkably consistent. And each one spoke of the soul as the portal to a universal source of inspiration. Oh, I just got chills from the angels. Once they were connected to this source, ideas and images simply flowed into their brains. So... To you those you know those of you who are creative out there know what I'm talking about when you say you tap into that creative flow when you just sort of tap and it starts coming through you and it doesn't even feel like it's coming from your brain. you're just transmitting it, you're writing it,'re you're, you're typing it. So Pacini, what he said is the great secret of all creative geniuses is that they possess the power to appropriate the beauty. The wealth, the grandeur, and the sublimity within their own souls, which is a part of the omnipotence. And to communicate those riches to others, the conscious, purposeful appropriation of one's own soul force is the supreme secret. Would you think somebody like Puccini would say things like that? I mean, and it goes on and on. He's like, he experienced inspiration as a divine force, a vibration. We talk about that a lot. The passes from the soul center, he said, into my consciousness, where the inspired ideas are born. These wow. are not people you would expect to be talking this way, but he was conscious of how he was getting his inspiration. It's not just they were creative geniuses; they were given specific inspiration, and like Ross said, they acted on it. That's the
1: big key, right there, is just being comfortable. If you're receiving all that information, developing the comfort level to pursue it, to be open about it. Wow. I mean,
0: what a gift. I am not saying I'm a creative genius. I am definitely not saying that. But I'm going to say my personal experience with this during COVID when I was home trying to protect my immune system, I would go to a coffee shop to write because nobody else was there. And I'd eat lunch. I'd drink iced coffee. I'd sit at the table and I'd type. Well, during that time, that book that I wrote, like the words, I'd say for the first five or six chapters, just like were flowing. I could barely type fast enough to get them all out into my laptop, and it, it I would just feel like whew, afterwards, like something had like, like driven my fingers. And and it was just I'm watching the words come out. And I'm like, where is that coming from? <laughs> it's like, so I think that that is what it feels like when that happens. Like, it's just flows through you. If I had gotten too freaked out, I might have stopped the process by being freaked out. But I decided to just be amazed by it and go with it and see what came out. What kind of book came out of that?
1: <laughs> like you're riding a, a board on a river surfboard yeah yeah
0: yeah you're just you're alone for the ride you know your fingers are typing but it's not all you there's also the german composer wagner best known for his set of four operas called the ring he spoke of inspiration as the ability to become one with the universal currents of divine thought that are vibrating everywhere they both talk about vibrations And according to Wagner, this universal vibrating energy binds the soul of a man to the supreme force of the universe of which we were all a part. And he spoke of appropriating that force when composing those famous operas. And the way he described his creative process is, I see in my mind's eye definite visions of the heroes and heroines of my musical dramas. I have clear mental pictures of them before they take form in my scores and while I'm holding fast to those mental images, the music, the whole musical structure occurs to me. I and mean, we're talking about an opera, not a little ditty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's pretty incredible. Good. Have you experienced that, Roz? Because I know you're, you're a journalism major. You've done a lot of writing. When
1: I was young, I think, um, I can remember just feeling inspired to write certain stories, certain, um, to, and I, I always loved to just document events that I had observed. So to me, you know, carrying that over into a musical, um, format and, and having that flowing energy going through you, very powerful. It's interesting because now I'm not highly motivated to I'd listen to music all the time, but I'm not highly motivated to create music like I once was. But I I'm amazed that they these gentlemen could take this to the level where they were writing operas and, you know, orchestral music, hearing all the different sounds. And of course, all of those um, come back to the frequency, really,
0: and what's what how you feel that, how you feel that frequency. It's so true. Um, I've always been a big fan of Ralph Waldo Emerson, and in his 1844 essay called "The Poet." He said, it is a secret which every intellectual man quickly learns, that beyond the energy of his possessed and conscious intellect, he is capable of a new energy, a great public power on which he can draw. By unlocking his human doors, he is caught up in the life of the universe. You know, I think that's a great way to put it in words that most people could understand. And even somebody who hasn't experienced it could get a good idea Of what that feels like. I do believe that's there for all of us. I believe any person is capable of receiving that kind of divine inspiration and using spiritual telepathy in that way, receiving some amazing ideas and creative thoughts. I don't think, I think these people were geniuses too. So it's good to talk about their experience, but it's everyday people as well.
1: I wonder, you know, in this day and time, how many people feel that they can just relax into that intense communication with the universe?
0: It's just kind of popped into my mind. I, I think the little girl is from Ukraine, like Ox, Oksana, something like that, who oh, paints yes. those, incre- since she was a very young child, painting incredible paintings of Jesus and Mary and oh my goodness. And she said over and over, I've watched multiple interviews with her and she said, I don't know, I just started painting and it just came out of me. That's a child, you know, tapping into that spiritual telepathy and just receiving this amazing, you know, inspiration to paint specific things and how to paint it and how to touch people's hearts because that girl has just really opened a lot of people's hearts spiritually through her art. I it's consider that a spiritual thing. mission for sure. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. Oh my goodness. Uh, you want to hear about Leonardo and Michelangelo, two of our most renowned artists. Da Vinci said the painter's mind is a copy of the divine mind. And the painter has the universe in his mind and hands. Where the spirit does not work with the hand, there is no art. So, you know, he was just tapping into that all the time. And Michelangelo also believed his creative inspiration came from a higher source. He wrote, every beauty which is seen here below resembles more than anything else, that celestial source from which we all come. And he was said to have embedded this message on one of the panels he painted on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. And in this image, he he titled later the creation, or somebody titled it the creation of Adam. God extends his hand to a reclining man. You know that famous finger to finger painting. Usually, we just see that part of it. Um, that vehicle carrying God to Adam is an exact replica of the human brain, with a spinal cord, brain stem, and pituitary gland. The brain being key to our conscious awareness of the subtle worlds. We've talked about that pituitary. Uh, gland over and over and over and how uh, that comes into play for our third eye for intuition for why not for receiving this divine special telepathy that gives you messages straight from God straight from your higher power straight from the angels they want you to have it But I am always conscious of that. Like, when I get a good idea for something, I'm like, I better act on this before somebody else does it. And then I'm irrelevant. And plus, I've squandered a divine telepathy message, which doesn't feel good. You know, I'm not real keen on ignoring divine messages. (laughs) Hasn't paid off in the past for me. Has it for you, Roz? No. If you said it did, I would. have chosen to
1: ignore things. (laughs)
0: No, that's how we learn our lesson. That's how we learn to trust our messages. We get divinely uh, more than anything is ignoring them and find out what happens. That's not those a threat. That's a, that's just the way it unrolls.
1: Yeah. Those are the hard lessons.
0: It is. I, I want to thank you for tuning in. And uh, just so you know, our topic next week is, is it fear or intuition? Somebody requested, we really delve into that. And um I want to let you know, if you want to join us over on on Patreon, which you can get a free seven-day membership to come listen to this, we're going to be doing an extension of this topic and talking about signs, specific signs you have telepathy with a soulmate. So you can find us on Patreon under Sedona Soul Sisters. In the meantime, have an enlightening week. Thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters, hope you have an enlightening week.